we acknowledge the Heavenly Father and what He does for us on a daily basis. None like Him, worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. We bless the holy name of Yahweh. We also acknowledge His only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Yahweh Shah. Some say Yahusha, some say Yahshua, and the Gentiles call Jesus. We also acknowledge the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, leading and guiding in all truth and righteousness, bringing all things to remembrance. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of Talking Prophecy. Let's get right into it. The first thing I would like to address is how people feel about the gathering and the marriage supper of the Lamb. There are a lot of people in the Hebrew community that refer to these things as Christian doctrine. And this is the one thing I want to address that we may focus and change the era of our thinking and acknowledge that these are scriptures that need to be obeyed and that were given by the Most High. All right. Enoch by faith was translated. This is Hebrews 11 and 5. His testimony was that he pleased Father Yah. Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind that can be read in 2 Kings 2.11. Of course, our Savior, he was taken up in a cloud into heaven. This can be read in Acts 1, 9 through 11. Apostle Paul, he didn't know if he was in his body or not, but he knew he was caught up to the third heaven where he heard words unlawful to speak. The two witnesses in Revelations, after they were killed, the spirit of life entered back into their bodies. And they, the Most High said, come up hither. And they were taken up as their enemies beheld them. Ladies and gentlemen, all these movements are from earth to heaven. This is not a Christian doctrine. This is not a strange thing. In both Old Testament and New, they have always been earth to heaven movements. Changing gears for a minute, but we're still going to tie it back together with the Earth to Heaven movement, is the Church of Philadelphia. The Church of Philadelphia was given the promise that they would be kept from the hour of temptation. They had a little strength, and they kept the word of the Most High's patience. So he promised to keep them from the hour of temptation that was going to come upon the whole world. And so right now, this is something that we're going to attempt to prove through scripture is going to happen. Most of us right now know that we're at the very, very end of the 400-year captivity. And that the next landmark is to enter into the wilderness of the people. Our Father is going to bring us out with a mighty hand, a stretch out arm, fury poured out. And we will enter into the wilderness of the people. That will be the righteous, the rebels, the strangers, and them that transgress. All enter into the wilderness of the people. So like the first movement in Revelations 12, where Satan wanted to devour the, um, the woman's child that she gave forth that was caught up to heaven. 
So they ran to the wilderness. And they have a place prepared in the wilderness for 1260 days. That's three years and some months. That's half of the tribulation period right there in itself. So now back to this, um, what I was saying about the Church of Philadelphia, they were going to be kept completely from the hour of temptation. So now we see a second movement. The devil is cast out and he immediately looks to the woman to persecute her once he realizes he's cast out into the earth. So the woman is given wings in this movement. He casts out a flood to try to carry her away, but the earth helps the woman and the woman is given wings and she flies to another place in the wilderness. This time for a time, two times, and a half a time, which is three and a half years. And so, also a quick note on that um, three and a half years, the beast, his space to continue to do what he's gonna do during his time frame is 42 months. You can, this can be read in Revelations 13 and five. His time is for 42 months, which equals three and a half years. So the woman escapes the dragon that's cast down and he immediately tries to go to her, but she is able through the, through the most high's help to be able to go to the place that's prepared for her from the face of the dragon. So that means there will be no persecution for, these, for this woman. And this woman represents the Church of Philadelphia, born again Hebrew Israelites, these people will be kept from the hour of temptation. Once the, once the dragon realized he could not get to the woman, he then turns his attention unto the, rem the remnant of her seed. This is the group that missed the flight. These are the ones that are being purged because they didn't, they were not, either they didn't come the way uh, that our Lord and Savior set up through repentance, baptism, and being filled with the Ruach. Maybe they had a different agenda, so they were left behind, or maybe they were once in the body, but they started to backslide. They started to go back into the world. Because remember the scripture in Matthew, I forget, Matthew 24 is the chapter, but I forget exact verse where it says but and if that evil servant say in his heart my Lord delayeth his coming then the Lord servant and begin to eat and drink with the drunken and to begin to fight and smite um, his fellow servants the Lord, that his Lord, now I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing this the Lord of that servant is going to come in a time that he looks not and he's going to be cut asunder and he'll be um, given his portion and they'll be weeping and gnashing their teeth. So there are going to be people, once they get into the wilderness of the people, because it's such a blessed place to be in the beginning, it's going to be such a blessed place that they, a lot of people are just going to get over there and start cutting up. And so when they turn from following the Most High and he comes and sneaks up on them when they were not looking for Yahweh to come back, they will be given their portion with the hypocrites. So this is why when we get into the wilderness of the people, we have to keep our focus and understand that we have not entered into our rest. 
it's a refreshing place, but it's not our ultimate resting place. So we now see that there is a very legitimate pathway for the Church of Philadelphia to not experience any of the tribulation period. The first movement is the second exodus. The second movement is when the dragon is cast out and the woman is given wings to fly to her place from the face of the dragon for three and a half years. That's the end of the tribulation period. Okay. Now let's move further into it unto the point of the second coming which can be read at Revelations chapter 17 verses 12 through 14. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. Look at this part. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So here we see, when our Savior Yahawashah comes back, those they're going to be with him, saints. They're the call, chosen, and faithful. These are the, this is the church. This is the um, woman that were given wings that went to her place. When Yahweh, they went to the marriage supper of the Lamb, they fed there for three and a half years. When they come back, everybody has their orders. We know what we're supposed to be doing. And we come back to this earth. And when our Savior gives the command, we will take down these kingdoms and it's not going to be a, a very hard battle. They're going to come down and they're going to be annihilated at the battle of Armageddon. This is where the fowls and the birds in the air will eat the flesh of kings and um, princes and all these type of things. So at this point, you see saints returning with the Most High. Excuse me, with Yahweh Shah. So that clearly shows you when we come, when when Yahushua comes back at the second coming, he's going to come back with his armies, and they're called, they're, and they're called and faithful and chosen. And this is the Bible goes in great de detail, calling us chosen, you know, faithful, and called. So I wanted to bring out that point, and now we're going to go and we're going to look at the first resurrection. Okay, first resurrection can be found Revelations 20 verses 1 through 6 and I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of, of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of Yah, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, 
neither receive his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Yahawashai a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were, were finished. This is the first resurrection. So the first resurrection is all about those who went through tribulation and did not receive the mark of the beast, did not worship the mark or his image, and just, you know, refused to honor him in any kind of way, and they laid their life down for the Father and for his only begotten son, Yahawashad. They refused that mark. They knew that they were not dealing with the Creator. So they missed that first flight, but still they held on and said, I'd rather die than worship you. And so these that do this, they will be resurrected and reign a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. Not the, um, the thing that in a moment or a twinkling of an eye, you know, the dead shall rise first and then them that remain shall be caught up to meet our Savior in the air. That's a earth to heaven route. What we're looking at here in the first resurrection is a from dead earth to living earth resurrection. This is not from earth to heaven. This is from dead to earth, to life, but on earth. So I hope this helps clear up some of the um, confusion. You know, I want to, my, my heart's desire is that we speak the same things and that we, we come together, we speak the same things, and then I think more knowledge and understanding will help, will come from everyone. But we have to first understand the first principles of this thing and um, I think we can go further. That's what I'm trying to do, at least. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> well, anyway, was babbling for a moment, but um, let's cut it right here. May the Most High bless us to receive His Word, and anything that's error, that it be cast to the side. Because remember, I am a human being, and I'm, I'm capable of making errors, like everyone else. So we study to show ourselves approved, but we um, receive the good, and we cast out all bad. May the host, Most High continually bless his people on a daily basis. All praises to our Father Yahweh and his only begotten Son, Yahweh Shah, and the Ruach HaKadosh. Good night.